Ahoy, I'm the Call of a Conscious Hunter. Hello there, I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And welcome to A Hero Story, episode 70. I got it right this time. For those of you yes. just joining us on A Hero Story, I forget the number a lot. For those of you just joining us on A Hero Story, it's a podcast all about DC and Marvel superheroes. We usually start off the episode by going over the news of the week, where we cover live action news, comic book news, gaming news if there is any, uh, television news, animation news, you name it, we probably talk about it ranging from both Marvel and DC. After that, we go over the comics of the week. This was a fairly light week in comics. Uh, we have a few. The main ones that we'll be going over is The Flash number 82, Superman number 17, the start of the truth arc with Superman revealing a secret identity, which we'll be talking very much about soon. And X-Men number two, written by Jonathan Hickman, which is a great series. Uh, after that, we go over deaths of the week, if there were any deaths. I can't really recall off the top of my head if there were any that we will fully go into, but we'll we'll talk about stuff. Anything you want to add? No, uh, this is a big comic news week, which is good because I love talking comics, so let's get right to it. Not just comic week, but like news-wise, we have a lot of comic news so yeah let's get into it starting with the first bit of news this week we are getting some solicitations within the next week or so uh but before that is happening usually marvel and dc they release a little what do you call these teasers for solicitations previews of the solicitations essentially yeah so start off we have marvel has announced a new is this a miniseries it's a gwen stacy comic book unsure if it's a miniseries yet or not but it's about Gwen Stacy. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I believe it's a miniseries because I know the Mary Jane series is a miniseries. Or maybe it's a maxi, but it's I, a I, doubt mini, it's a, I, I doubt it's an ongoing. But yeah, Gwen Stacy, that was very random, very surprising. And She is dead uh, the in the artist, main universe. So. Yeah, and the artist on the book will be Todd Nock, who is... Uh, probably most well known for his work on the 90s Young Justice book, but he's been doing um, a lot of Marvel work lately. Like He's I think only working with Marvel now, so I'm interested to see this. I, I love his art. Um, I don't picture myself reading a Gwen Stacy title, but I'm just curious what it's going to be about. Yeah, I don't really have any expecta- like high expectations. This will be like a good casual read, I'm sure. Um, I believe Norman Osborn's involved in the story, but besides that, it's just like, eh. You know, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if they're going to use this to retcon any bad things that happened in the 2000s Spider-Man comics because I know there's some stuff that, uh, like when I when the news dropped, people replied to it like, "Please retcon this, please retcon that." So, wonder if we're going to be seeing some of that. We could be. Uh, another mini series that Marvel has announced is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's uh, going to be a six issue mini series starting February. Yeah, starting in February, uh, just about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier teaming up. This is gonna be a disney plus show as we all know but this is a very unlikely team up for the comics i mean we've seen bucky barnes and sam wilson team up before but they they're not close like they are in the movies well the reason this book is happening is because the show is happening yeah so they want to <laughs> bring people in so i i can't say i'm surprised marvel does this like all the time so i mean it has potential to be good there's it's two good characters mm-hmm. and i think they could have potential chemistry underneath the proper writer um i'm I'm just curious if this will be set up in the captain america book because i thought didn't didn't winter soldier either have a series or he had a mini series i believe it ended okay but yeah yeah, it's it's gonna be written by Derek landy who i'm not familiar with too much but uh there's rumors that um it could possibly be zemo as the villain just so they're really like lining up with the show which again i wouldn't put it past marvel to do that Mm mm-hmm yeah, that makes sense. And we'll be talking about that in a second here, but will you be reading this? Maybe. I mean, six issues? Maybe. I mean, we I said like, that about I Batman like Who Laughs, but... <laughs> oh, God. I actually wanted to read um, Bucky's series uh, that recently happened, but yeah, I, I never too. ended up buying it, so... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I've gotten another chance. <laughs> Sorry, Marvel. But yeah, I'll, I might check it out. I don't think I'll check out the Gwen Stacy series, but we'll check this out. I like yeah. the characters, so it could work. Uh, Marvel is also, they announced this a while back, a few weeks ago. They are There's going to be a Wolverine uh, comic series coming out. It's not a mini, it's an ongoing. Uh, we just got some news of it recently, going over what it's going to be about. So, for those who don't know what the X-Men books, Krakoa is a new island that was just created. It's only for mutants to be there. And 
basically Wolverine lives there now, like all mutants. Everyone's there, everyone's happy, everyone's peaceful, and therefore Wolverine is happy. He's finally happy after being an angry little man for so long. But with him being happy, he no longer has nothing to lose. He has everything to lose, which scares him a bit. So that's going to be what the at least the first few arcs or so of the new Wolverine series will be about. Uh, it's written by Benjamin Percy, who did Green Arrow, Rebirth, and a little bit of Nightwing. So I guess now he's on to this. Uh, will you be reading this? Yes, I think. Uh, I'm not a big Benjamin Percy fan. I mean, I kind of like this Green Arrow. His Nightwing didn't work for me. But the concept of the book sounds very interesting. So, you know, I, I do want to dive deeper into Wolverine. So I think this might be a good chance. Yeah, I think I'll read it too. I, I kind of agree with you with the Nightwing thing. But I did really enjoy his uh green arrow i thought it was actually a green arrow story it was a good run and i know it's all about like uh technology oh my city's becoming a smart city which was a weird concept but it was a good story i mean i enjoyed it after like new 52 green arrow wasn't the greatest this was a good refreshment having a not amazing but a good green arrow book so I'm okay with that. Yeah, the Otto, the Otto Schmidt art probably helped that series a lot. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I remember liking his Green Arrow. So, and just the concept of this Wolverine sounds good. So I think I'll be reading this. Yep, I probably will be too. This is a new Iron Man comic called New Iron Man 2020. It's going to be written by Dan Slott. Uh, is this Tony? Yes, yeah. it is going to be Tony. Okay. It's being it's going to spin out out of. Uh, out of the current Iron Man title, which is ending soon, and then uh, but Dan Slott was like. You don't have to read the previous title to understand this. Like new readers can jump on, but yeah, it's going to be called Iron Man 2020. There were some new suits that were shown in the previews. Um, I don't know. Dan, Dan Slot's like very controversial. Like I know people that absolutely love his work. I know people that absolutely hate his work. So I, yeah, I don't know. This is interesting. He'll be taking on Iron Man. I think he's currently writing Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer Black. A lot of people were thinking Iron Man was going to die pretty soon, since uh, there is a new event spawning out of Marvel for early 2020 about uh, superheroes killed. No one knows who was the killer, but no one also knows who the person killed is yet. Iron Man's not on the cover, but a lot of heroes are, so people were assuming that maybe Iron Man might be the one who's dead. Looks like he's not. I figured he wouldn't be because he has a huge role in the Avengers comics right now, where he was sent back in time. So... I figure, like, maybe he's on the cover because he's busy in the Avengers title, and I know Iron Man's title was ending soon, so it makes sense that he's getting a new one since Tony will obviously come back from the past, but I knew he wasn't dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> will you be reading it? Probably not. Uh, not. Never really been that interested in Iron Man in the comics, so... Same. I mean, he's okay. I, I don't hate him. I like him better on team books than his solos, though. So. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange is getting kind of an origin story comic. So there's going to be a comic book called Doctor Strange, uh, Surgeon Supreme. It's going to be about Stephen Strange as a surgeon after his car accident, after his hands are fixed. He goes back to doing surgery. This takes place in the past, though. Uh, I believe he is Doctor Strange during this, but it's like his early years. And Jane Foster will also play a role as she is a nurse. She was also Mighty Thor, no longer anymore. I believe she's a Valkyrie right now. Thor's old girlfriend, so she'll play a major role in this mini-series. And yeah, it's kind of like uh, just a revamp of the origin story, which a lot of comics do do nowadays. We just got Flash Year 1 recently. Uh, Wonder Woman Year 1 was in 2016, so Doctor Strange yeah. is the latest person getting a modernization of an origin story. This is nothing new to comics. I mean, it started around, like, the Batman Year One, the Superman uh, Man of Steel by John Byrne, and the mm-hmm. Daredevil uh, Born Again. But now it happens kind of routinely, like, when they wanted to go in a new direction or something. Like, when Wade took over Flash, he did Born to Run. So that was, you know, his version of Year One. So it's, it's a regular thing in comics. It helps new readers jump on who are interested yeah. in characters. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm actually kind of interested in this book. Yeah, honestly, I might get it. Because as I've been dropping more DC, and <laughs> Marvel's looking kind of good. It's like that meme where the guy's looking at the other girl. It's like Marvel's the other girl right now. I'm used to being with DC, but I don't know. Marvel's looking kind of good. The Marvel's <laughs> looking really good right now. With even all these miniseries being announced, it's like, oh, it's just a miniseries. 
I'm interested in Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm super excited for Fantastic Four and X-Men crossover, which is we talked about last week. So, yeah, like, I'll read this. I like Doctor Strange yeah. a lot. And you don't really have to read any Doctor Strange stuff to get this. I have read Doctor Strange books, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert like I am for other characters, like, say, Batman or... Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say DC Superman. characters. I mean, yes. like in general. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'll probably pick it up. It's been written by Mark Wade. Mark Wade's good, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, now into some DC comic books. So some new DC titles that DC has announced ahead of the solicitations, which should be happening around this time this week. Uh, Deceased is a spinoff called the. Um, it, or sorry, Deceased has a spinoff coming out. So Deceased. I believe that's how you pronounce it, or DC Ceased, was uh, basically uh, a miniseries that was zombie DC characters. So what if the zombie apocalypse happened in the DC universe? What if Superman was infected? What if Nightwing was infected? So on and so forth. And, and it uses the anti-life matter. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's incredible too. I've seen a lot of clips of it. But yeah. now it's getting a uh, spinoff called The Unkillables. What do yeah. you think? Um, I'm not surprised at all. This was selling really well and was like pretty popular. So mm-hmm. I, was, I know DC loves the spinoff. Like I always joke that uh, Last Night on Earth is going to get some kind of spinoff because of how well it sold. Like, oh, I know yeah, this supposed to be like this is supposed to be like uh, Snyder and Capullo's last run on Batman, but like it's selling that well that I'm like I feel like they're going to do another one. But no uh, guarantee. But yeah, DC loves to do spin. I mean, at any comic company, you know, you're making money on something, you do a spin off of it. So I'm mm-hmm. not surprised at all. And I believe Tom Taylor's coming back to write this. So uh, I haven't read DCs yet. I was kind of trade waiting, but. I was trade uh, waiting cool. too. But yeah, I mean, if I enjoyed DCs, then I'll read it. If you enjoy DCs, you'll probably like this. I mean, same writer, I believe, the same artist too. So it's just continuing yeah. that universe of zombie DC. So the walking DC comics. Nice. But speaking of uh, spinoffs, Leviathan is also getting a spinoff called Leviathan Dawn. Leviathan is already kind of a spinoff in the DC universe. It's an event that's currently going on. I believe it ended this week about a yes. mysterious character in a mask called Leviathan is wreaking havoc in the world. A group of detectives go to try to stop him, try to find him, try to figure out who Leviathan is. Leviathan's secret identity was recently revealed, uh, discovered by Super... Well, Actually, he just took off the mask for Superman, but also, I believe, Batman, Lois Wayne, Question, Damian Wayne, Green Arrow, and Plastic Man all figure it out by the end. So, quick spoiler here. So, if you haven't heard Leviathan's Secret Identity and you don't want to know yet, mute, mute it for maybe a minute here. But Leviathan is Manhunter. Which is a very old golden and silver age, I don't know, maybe not golden, but silver age character that was not Martian Manhunter. He was more just like a Manhunter. He hasn't been used in a long time. Michael Michael Mendes is the writer of this book, and he decided to put him in. And looking back at it, the Manhunter suit from the Silver Age has a lot of similarities to the Leviathan suit. So, kind of obvious, but well, no one really expected it. Well, yeah, so uh, the Manhunter is like a title held by multiple people. So Mm -hmm. uh, there was one in the Golden Age uh, from the 40s. There were two actually in the Golden Age. And then uh, the one that is is Leviathan uh, was a Jack Kirby creation. So he appeared in the 70s. That's when he first came out. Okay, so so he's not as old, but yeah. uh, Yeah, he does kind of look like Leviathan, but at the same time, it's kind of just like, okay. Uh, He was actually mentioned in... Uh, Wonder Woman 23.1. Do you remember when the New 52 had like the villain books that were uh, like 23.1, uh, 23.2, 23.3, and it was just like about villains? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was mentioned in the Cheetah one, but the story ended up going nowhere. So that that's his last mention in DC Comics. But yeah, now he's Leviathan. Okay, I guess Ben has brought him back and made him like an actual threat. Because Leviathan has been spinning out of several different comics. It's been mentioned all over the place. Like, he's on the cover a lot of Year of the Villain stuff, too. So he is a big villain for 2019, at least. So, yeah, I guess getting a spin off of this, I feel like it's unnecessary. If you want to continue the Leviathan thing, have Leviathan appear in another title, maybe. Maybe he could be the next Superman villain arc, or... I mean, you yeah, spin they with... just cover an action instead of covering the Red Cloud for 20 issues? Yeah, jeez. 
<laughs> I mean, they always the action comics for the past like year, two years has been constantly mentioning the Red Cloud. Oh, we're fighting the Red Cloud. But in the background, they've always been talking about Leviathan. And so maybe that would have been a good place to actually put Leviathan instead of just making another book. But we all know issue number ones of things sell. So this will get yep. issue number one, Leviathan Dawn number one. That will sell a lot coming February. So if you're into yep. that, hopefully you enjoy it. The Flash. Do you want to cover this part? Yeah, so The Flash is getting a 750th issue special. So similar to Action Comics 1000, Detective 1000, and Wonder Woman is getting the 750th issue as well, which I think we covered a few weeks back. Yep. Uh, so um, the main cover, at least of what they reported, is by Howard Porter. I don't know if that's actually going to be the main cover or they're going to want to line it up with the Jim Lee stuff. But um so it's gonna start with a title a new story arc called the flash age by williamson uh and drawn by rafa sandoval who's been the artist for um a good amount of issues post 50 and uh this is a story that's going to deal with the big villain that was set up in issue number 50 that is godspeed's like boss oh we finally yeah, a name the big guy. his name yeah. is paradox uh there was a flash character named paradox from wally's run in annual number four but it's like a really old issue and the character was like a one-off in the issue so i doubt it has anything to do with that character I mean, but there was a character named paradox you know like like uh bendis bringing back the manhunter to be leviathan maybe it's something like that was um, the paradox a big guy like the one we saw in 50 uh i mean he's big but not like that and oh, he, okay. he actually he actually has like an all white suit, and this guy, uh, the big villain, had like a black and blue. So who knows? But I thought it was Superboy Prime, unless maybe he still is. But yeah, remember when Snyder told us like Prime is coming this year, and that it wasn't going to happen in Justice League? Whatever happened to that? <laughs> I mean, it's only November. <laughs> he could. I mean, Black Flash made a surprise appearance in the Flash. No one expected that, so maybe he will appear, and no one will expect it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so there's going to be uh, multiple stories so far. Uh, we have writers Marv Wolfman, George, per- uh, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, Jeff Johns, Brian Hitch, uh, Francis Monopole, and then we have a few artists uh, such as Scott Collins, uh, David Marquez, who's currently doing the Batman Superman series, which I can't wait to see his flash. I know it's going to be so sexy. Oh, God. Yeah, that's going to uh, be and, great. <laughs> and there's a few other uh, really good artists. Um Williams had a Williamson had a quote about it. He said, "Quote: The Flash is one of my favorite DC characters, so it's an honor to work on the Flash number seven fifty with so many returning Flash legends. It's a showcase of awesome talent, each telling a story that celebrates what we love about the Flash and the Flash family. And what a perfect place to kick off our next epic storyline, the Flash Age. Twenty twenty is going to be a big year for the Flash. It all starts with this massive issue. Uh, so just like the Tech uh, Detective one thousand and Action one thousand, it's going to have variants for every decade that the character's been around." And the artists for this are like top tier. So uh, the 1940s one is going to be by Nicola Scott. Um, okay. If you're not familiar with her, she did the one where it's like all the Batman lined up or all the Supermans, all the Nightwings like, mm-hmm. of each one they've been. Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to see that as the Flash. Um, the 50s by Gary Frank. We all know Gary Frank. Yeah. Uh, the 60s is by talk? Nick Darrington, who did the covers for Mr. Miracle, and he does Batman Universe with Bendis, so that should be interesting. Okay. Uh, the 70s is by Jose Luis Garli- Garcia Lopez. Name sounds really familiar. Can't put a can't put a art to it though. Uh, 1980s is by Gabriel Delato. Uh, that's another one that sounds familiar, but I'm not sure where I know it from. Uh, 1990s is going to be by Fran- uh, Francesco Matina who does a lot of the variant covers. Uh, he did the variants for Flash War, like the very realistic oh, okay. ones. Oh, oh, interesting that he's doing interiors. No, 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 he's doing, he's doing, uh, these are the cover artists. Oh, so he's doing the 1990s cover. I see. Yeah. My bad. Uh, 2000 is going to be by Jim Lee, and 2010 is going to be by Francis Monopole. So a lot of different covers, a lot of different choices. The Gary Frank one has me so interested. Honestly, Gary. yeah, Gary Frank sounds interesting, and... Jim Lee will probably be the one I game for the most just because that's the covers I have for Batman and Superman. Or, well, like, Detective in Action. But Monopoly, dry, Monopoly draws my favorite Flash. And yeah. that might be the one I pick up just because Monopoly is, like, the perfect Flash artist for me. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, so, so what do you think of this? Um, I'm, 
I'm personally like I, I love this. I love the idea of this. I was really pissed oh, I know when you the, do. <laughs> the Flash book came out, and they were like just a bunch of reprints. Like I was like, what? And they only had Barry on the cover, and I was even more pissed. But uh, this is like a big book. Uh, my only downside is some of the writers. So Jeff Johns, obviously a legend. Uh, Francis Monopole really made his name on the Flash in the New Fifty Two. Brian Hitch, uh, uh, Justice League was not good. Justice League Rebirth. Made, I mean, okay, <laughs> made Barry well, and Jess date. Ah. Barry and, and then, Jess um, was not good, but I think his Barry in general was better than at least Snyder's Barry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I could write. You know, anybody could write a better <laughs> Barry than Snyder. Well, yeah, you can. I mean, you're trying to be a comic artist, kind of, sort of. So, well, a writer, I mean. So, and then, and then, Marv Wolfman. Ah, Marv Ooh. Wolfman's like modern day writing. I'm sorry, it's not good. He <laughs> was great in the '80s, sure. Christ on different earths. I don't think it's a good book, but sure, it worked for the time period. It's famous. Him to write now. Ah. I was really hoping, and I know it's like, impossible because Wade and DC don't get along, but Mark Wade should have been on one of these stories. Uh, Grant Morrison should have been on one of these stories because he worked on you know, the 90s Flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, maybe Mark Miller, who also worked with, with uh, Grant Morrison. Like, I wanted them to pull like all the great you know, Flash writers from the last few decades, and it's kind of just like, yeah, Jeff, but Brian Hitch? I mean... To be honest, like I feel like they might for issue a thousand, which we'll probably get within the next five, ten like years. Fifteen years? Uh, yeah, maybe fifteen years. Oh, with Flash being what, like what? once Captain Boomerang Jr. takes over as the Flash. Oh, don't remind me. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Williamson saying that twenty twenty will be a big year for the Flash gives me a little bit of hope. But... Yeah, but the fifth generation's supposed to start in twenty twenty one, so Oh really? Oh, it's gonna be a great year. Twenty twenty will be the great like last year. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah. Jeff Johns at least. Jeff Johns is great. He wrote Flash for a bit in the two thousands. Joshua Williamson, I honestly think, is a great writer now. He wasn't in twenty sixteen when we first got into him, but now I I love the guy. He does a fantastic Flash, I find, and a great Batman Superman. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with the list. I mean, I feel like in fifteen years for. Or whatever, how long it'll be for a thousand, we'll get a bigger list. But that being said, remember Detective Comics Thousand, Action Comics Thousand. These are very small stories. Yeah, I I don't know. I I just felt like to do this without Wade. Like I get that him and the current DC editorial don't get along, but like I I just wish they could put aside their differences because he's such a Flash legend, and you know, without his writing, would the book have even gotten this far? Yeah, you know good. everything um, that we love about the modern day Flash is comes from Wade. So that's a good point. Yeah, he kind of created Flash in a way. Oh, we'll figure. He, it out. he recreated the Flash in the modern age. He did. Yes, he definitely did. Like Frank Miller recreated Batman for the modern age. Yeah. So I I was just hoping that he could get a story, and I'm I'm shocked that Grant Morrison didn't get one. Like he currently works at DC. He's stoning out over Green Lantern. I figured they could at least <laughs> give him a Flash story of like ten pages. He's too busy making Stoner Lantern and angry Green Lantern Batman from another Earth. Yeah. But uh, th- they have Francis Monopole listed on there. I'm wondering if he's going to be drawing a story, writing story, or both. Could be doing both. Um, he wrote and drew Trinity for the first little yeah. bit. Yeah. And he wrote and drew New 52 Flash. So Yeah. So. Um, and Scott Collins is going to be doing the art for one of the stories. I'm assuming that's going to be Jeff's story because him and Jeff worked together in the 2000s on Wally's run. Which has me curious, who is David Marquez going to work with? Because that like that art is going to be so damn good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The but current yeah, cover so. that we have right now is... Uh, we don't have the Flash family on it, but we have like... It looks like Barry versus the Flash. Yeah. Which is interesting. For, for a second when I saw it, it kind of looked like Constantine to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just the hair so slicked back and blonde. Hello, love. But... Yeah, I was, I was like, what the hell is Constantine fighting the Flash for? <laughs> I mean, uh, I love the artist, but sometimes for art, you could get two faces similar. I mean, they're both thin guys with blonde hair, and they wear yeah. jackets. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is my most excited comic for 2020 so far. <laughs> you know, we don't know too much, but... Yeah, it's going to be 80 pages, so Jeff's returning to the Flash. Jeff hasn't written a Flash issue since Flashpoint number five. So... Yeah. That's something to be excited about. Uh, B 
Barry was Barry in Doomsday Clock? Yeah, he said like two lines. Yeah, he had, like asked Hal if he's like okay. <laughs> so, I'm just perfect. I, I hope. I hope, and I feel like this is asking too much of DC. Make them either Flash family stories or do one on each of the Flashes. Don't make them all Barry stories and then like one like Jay story. Like don't do us dirty like that. Oh God, I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's, spread that's, out that's the kind family. of my worry that it's gonna be like a bunch of Barry stories and then like maybe like one Flash family story. Just balance it out a little bit because remember, eighty years is not eighty years of Barry. This is eighty years of Jay. So this is eighty years of the Flash, and the Flash isn't just one person. Exactly. So just spread the love a little bit. You know, I'm hoping. I, I think Jeff's story will be the Flash family one. So probably he knows the family well. So yeah. I'd love to see Wade write Lolly one more time. That, that was what I wanted, but, you know, it won't happen. Williamson will probably be a Sperry story. Even though he loves the family, I feel well, yeah, like... Williamson is still setting up, like, his arc. Oh, yeah, so... Cause so he's actually, potentially, after. this could be Bart? Maybe he could have Bart appear in his story? I hope so. I mean, if that if the big boss is coming back... That's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder if this could be Flash family. I mean, Godspeed will probably be in it. Barry's going to be in it. I would assume Wallace and Avery... Maybe Bart will meet finally re-meet with Barry. I mean, one of my biggest pet peeves about the Flash book right now is in the Flash Museum, there's, like, a statue of Impulse. They have, like, his suit. He's oh, in one of yeah. the paintings. Barry doesn't seem to notice any of this. Like, hey, who's this kid? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's just, like, like, it's still weird that they haven't, like, he's been back since Flash number 50. They still haven't interacted once, so... I know Bart's off planet, but why is his suit in the museum if Barry, like, Barry should be questioning, like, who the hell suit is that? <laughs> it's just, I mean, that's one thing. It's like continuity error, but it does bother me a lot. It's just like how the uh, Lex Luthor's doom symbol is in the sky right now in the comics, and Batman's looking at it while in Gotham fighting Mr. Freeze, while also in Gotham fighting Bane, while also at the Watchtower or in Justice League. Like, he's in three different locations looking at this like, well, what the hell? <laughs> well, well, in today's tech issue, they put uh, this takes place before Batman number 77, so they're at least trying now. So they're this they're trying so, a little bit, yeah. But is it, isn't that, doesn't that make it a little weird that the Doom symbol happens before City of Bane? Yeah, it does. But it's because Alfred shows up in the story, so they have to explain, like, why he's there. But still, like, I would have thought City of Bane was before the Doom symbol. Or at least during. Like, how could you explain Justice League Batman where he is right now fighting off in space, Tech Batman where he is right now fighting Mr. Freeze, and Batman Batman uh, fighting Bane right now? Like, those three can't really line up. Yeah, it's continuity stuff. I mean, even with Aquaman, like, don't even get me started with him, how he's like some sort of god in space while in his book when this guy... Oh, in Justice League, he's like this character that just appeared out of nowhere in the past. And he's like, I'm alive. And everyone's like, what? How are you alive? He's like can't explain and then in his book he's just like trying to look for his dog <laughs> the yeah. symbols did you read aquaman annual yeah yeah so the entire plot is this, the symbol appears in the sky and justice league when that appeared he was like fighting off people in the past but when this one appeared he's just like i can't find my dog does he <laughs> say seems yeah, salty like, it's a golden it retriever so <laughs> he just popped up <laughs> yeah i actually really like the annual too it's just it doesn't make sense continuity wise no oh. Yeah. Uh, moving on to a bit more news. Mura is going to labor in Aquaman number 57 coming in February. So for those who don't know, Mura was confirmed to be pregnant about two months ago. And we finally got a cover with her on it where she's like pregnant, pregnant, like she's growing here. So we're going to get uh, Arthur Jr. again. and can't, oh, Maybe he'll be a daughter, but Aquaman's getting a kid again. So, yeah, we know what happened the last one. <laughs> Black Manta got a little stabby. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe that will happen this time too. I feel like they won't do that. But if they yeah, did, it'll be like, hey, back then. I understood the reference. <laughs> like, yeah. Keep this child away from Black Manta because he yeah. will stab it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's good to know that we're moving forward with this faster than I expected too. Because Mura yeah. in the latest Aquaman, she her stomach's flat. So we haven't yeah. seen much. So yeah, it's going well, forward. Probably like a time jump of some sorts. Mm-hmm. And the last bit of comic book news is Pennyworth Rip. So Alfred was, a little spoilers for Batman about a month ago, but Bane snapped Alfred's neck. And everyone was just like, okay, he's coming back. Turns out he's not coming back. 
we're getting a issue called I think it's called just Batman Pennyworth Rip, and it's gonna be celebrating the life of the most important person in the history of Gotham City, while addressing the question about what's next. So Alfred Pennyworth is officially dead. This will probably be a funeral issue, and just looking back on the life. So why, why King? <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I know you always give me crap for saying that Joker wasn't going to happen and then it happened and me making a lot of bad <laughs> predictions. But here we go. Who called it when Tom King first met with Warner Brothers that said Alfred's going to die? I called it. Oh, yeah, I said on did. this very podcast that Alfred was going to die and that's why he went to you Warner did. Brothers for permission. Yep. And now Alfred's dead. Put some respect on JD's name. I will put some respect. I'll still bring up the Joker thing every chance that I yes, can get. Yes, so, and Joker sequel apparently. But yeah. <laughs> either way, yeah, Alfred's dead. Um, I this has potential to be really cool. Um, you read New Fifty Two Batman and Robin, right? I did. Great. You series. remember the issue after Damien died, where it was like kind of like a silent issue, but it was like Tomasi's kind of like R.I.P. Damien. Yeah. I wonder if it's gonna be something along those lines with Tomasi writing again. Oh, I'd be okay with that. Like a tribute to Alfred. Yeah. I don't know. You you read Batman Annual 4, right? Yep. That was kind of like through Alfred's diary. Like, yeah. I feel like they're trying to indirectly talk about his death, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'll read it. I'll be sad. It's just, I feel like I would accept this more if Doomsday Clock was done. Because <laughs> in Doomsday yeah, that, Clock, that, which that takes place in make the future, any sense. <laughs> Doomsday Clock takes place one year in the future, and Alfred's alive. So it's like... Yeah, he is gives, he gives uh, Warchak to some pancakes. Yeah, like, is he just going to come back or what? So, we just have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, for That's it for comic news. A bit of live action news. The Russo Brothers, directors of Civil War, Winter Soldier, Infinity War, and Endgame, they're going to be producing a Marvel vs. DC documentary series that'll maybe come on Disney+. Plus. I guess it's not really confirmed where it'll be, but... They're going to be just doing documentary of both Marvel and DC. Versus is very clear in the title, though. So don't expect, like, oh, we're going to get, like, Tony Stark fighting Bruce Wayne. No, we're just, it's a documentary. But Yeah, I'm assuming they'll be going over the history of Marvel Comics and DC Comics, the rivalry, and then, like, the 90s crossovers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But they're, they're just producing it. So producing, like, I mean, it can be very involved, but it could also just be we're putting your name on it because we want it to sell. So mm-hmm. this could very well just be we're giving the Russo Brothers money so we can put their name on it so you'll watch it. Pretty much. I mean, I'll so, watch yeah. it, but yeah. Yeah, I, I like documentaries, so. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, Disney+, Plus came out this week, and with that coming out, we got a ton of Marvel stuff on there. Not all the Marvel movies because some of them are on Netflix like Ant-Man the Wasp and Infinity War, but they will be coming when... They're no longer on Netflix, so summer 2020, I believe, is when they'll be coming. Uh, Endgame is on there right now, and with Endgame came some deleted scenes. Uh, We'll just kind of briefly talk about it here. One of the deleted scenes was the one that we all heard about of when Tony snaps his fingers, he appears in the soul world, and he sees an older version of Morgan Stark. So, Which ended up being Ant-Man's daughter, right? Uh, Catherine Langford or something like that? Oh, that's a different actress. Oh, I thought it was the same actress. Nope, different. <laughs> oh, wow. Very different, yeah. I, I, I thought it was the same actress that was, uh, th- they like, originally she was going to play uh, Tony's daughter, but then she ended up playing Ant-Man's daughter. Huh. Nope, it's different actresses, but yeah, so we get the scene, and I see why it was deleted. It's about three minutes long, and it's uh, Tony kind of realizing, hey, that's my daughter, Sure, her being like, oh, because of your sacrifice, I got to grow up, I got to live, so many people lived, and Tony's like, oh, but I didn't get to see you, but if you're happy, I'm happy, they kind of hug it out before the scene ends. It is way too dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is extremely dramatic. I know it's supposed to be dramatic, but this is kind of comparing to Infinity War when Thanos snapped his fingers and appeared in the soul world with a little Gamora, and it was very simple. It's like, did you do it? Yes. What did it cost? Everything done this is a three minute conversation between two characters that barely know each other since it's an older version of just being like it's like tony meeting a fan and the fan being like hey you did good but you're dead and him like oh (laughs) that's what it kind of feels like so it's just it's a little awkward and dramatic so i understand why i was deleted 
Yeah, I mean, I felt that way about like almost all the end game deleted scenes that they just weren't good. Like there was a reason that they were deleted. So mm-hmm. uh, another one was uh, I actually don't mind except for one part is during the final fight, all the Avengers kind of they meet up in this little corner and they all make a plan to like get to Ant Man's truck to get to the quantum realm. So. Uh-huh. In the movie, they changed it so that it's very quick. You're just talking over calm, and Valkyrie finds the van. It's like, oh, I see it, but you're not going to like where it is. But in this one, they all kind of work together. And I like this scene because it's just cool seeing all the heroes together and talking. And due to the script, uh, they're apparently in the mirror dimension. Doctor Strange makes a mirror dimension to make sure that they kind of stalled the battle for a bit. Mm-hmm. And make a good discussion. The thing that bothers me is Tony yells at Doctor Strange like, very aggressively. So, that was kind of weird. But besides that, it's just cool seeing Spider-Man being like, I see a cap, and everyone just kind of interacting, and why didn't you like this one? I don't know. I just, I, I just like, watching them all, I didn't feel like they fit in Endgame. If That's that makes fair. sense. Like, yeah. I felt like, uh, where, where are these scenes, where I, at least where I imagined them going in, it just wouldn't have flowed. So, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, one that I really was glad to make it was the Guardians of the Galaxy one where Gamora appears and uh, Star-Lord kind of points it out to everyone. It's like, hey, look who it is. And Mantis is like, it's a zombie. It's like, no, it's not a zombie. It's Gamora. It's like, okay, Gamora's back. She died and now she's back and you're going to just make it a joke. So <laughs> I'm I'm glad they took that one out. I yeah. wish they didn't take the kneeling one out where uh, after Tony dies, all the Avengers kneel. I like that one a lot. And I think yeah, I the scene. Yeah, I felt like that was kind of fitting. But besides that, I understand why they were all cut out. Some of them were awkward, some of them were out of character, some of them were jokes, so... Endgame yeah. is a good movie with all those scenes cut out. <laughs> yeah. Um, with Disney+, Plus, we also got a little t- uh, picture teasers for Disney+, Plus original art. series. Yeah. So, concept art for Falcon the Winter Soldier. We see Zemo with a comic-accurate mask being basically just a purple balclava. Uh, Falcon with a comic accurate suit that's white and red. Um, we see Sharon Kate, Kate Bishop armor. with a comic accurate suit. Yep, Kate Bishop wearing a comic accurate suit. Uh, and we see U.S. Agent with a very cool suit that's has a little unique spin on the Captain America suit. I didn't really realize U.S. Agent was going to be in this, but I'm happy that he is. I really like the character. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely going to be in it. He was announced a while ago. I must have missed that <laughs> u.s agent <laughs> is basically like captain america but following the orders more think of it that way i guess you could say it's hard to explain he played a big role in the first civil war comics where uh even post civil war he was going to replace captain america for a little bit too so he's yeah. kind of like what if the government made captain america but like really made him like steve rogers was not a perfect soldier but a good man u.s agent isn't a good man, but he's a perfect soldier. Yeah. As you could say. But yeah. And that's the news of the week. A lot of news. Yeah, a ton of news. Uh, oh, and uh, so, something that uh, we talked about last week was uh, Andy Circus will be playing Alfred. That's officially confirmed now, but we kind of gave all our thoughts about it last week. Good casting. Yeah. And the bat suit is uh, rumored to be blue and gray, but not with the yellow oval. And that um that we will be getting a reveal next month but these are just rumors for now but i'd be cool with a blue and gray suit i'd love the yellow oval to be honest i feel like it's just like so classic but we'll see i'm excited for the reveal either way yeah i mean it kind of reminds me of the description of hush era so yeah Uh i'm excited for the reveal yeah i just hope the undies don't look like on the outside and all stupid yeah please keep the undies in (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, anyway, that brings us to the comics. So cover the week. Uh, pick of the week. Yes, cover of the week. I got to go with Superman number seventeen. Oh really? Um, yeah, because it it reminds me of the Superman. Um, it reminds me of an All Star Superman cover. Okay. Describe like, it. Has, uh, so in in this cover, he has like his back to uh, everyone. He's like kind of smiling while blinking and. It's just like the super shield on the back of his cape. Uh, I don't know. It just, it's Ivan Reese. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me of an all-star Superman cover where, again, you see like his back like that. So I guess that's why I liked it. I, I don't know. It just looks cool to me. 
Um, okay, I also cool. like the X-Men cover, to be honest. But um, as for my pick of the week, um, I don't know. I Maybe X-Men? I, I wasn't crazy about this week's comics, unfortunately. Okay. Um, my cover of the week is 100% Batman and the Outsiders. Well, this one's called Razzle Ghoul and the Outsiders. But it shows uh, Roz putting, like, behind uh, Signal, putting his hands on his shoulders, and Signal looks really angry. And you see the Outsiders all around looking all mad. Like they're about to fight Signal. And then when you flip it, it's one of those covers where there's two in one. So there's like a hidden one behind it. And it's Roz with his hands on Batman. And Batman is chained up. And the outsiders are around him but bowing down instead of getting ready to fight. Oh, cool. So it's really neat. But yeah, my pick of the week is actually Flash. I really liked this week's Flash comic. Really? Okay. I didn't like this week's Flash issue. Interesting. The Divided Man. Yeah, uh, I was going to do Superman first because I wanted to focus a lot on the truth. Oh, yeah, okay. We could do that, but then we'll get into Flash. Yeah, Flash will be next. Timestamps in description as usual, so mm. skip around if you want. But you don't want to miss anything we say, of course. Yeah, for Superman. Uh, anyway, Superman number 17. So for those who don't know, who don't follow Bendis on any social media or haven't seen any of the reports, uh, Superman's going to be revealing his identity soon. So at first we were like, yeah, okay, whatever. This is clickbait. You want us just to buy it, whatever. And then Bendis started talking about it and it started getting more real and more real. And now um, it's very real. Uh, Superman is revealing his identity and this is the prelude of it just to set the table. So no fake outs. Superman is revealing his identity. Officially. So, yeah. So in this issue um, – not even to like recap, but him and Lois have sort of an argument. Um, she gets something from Lex Luthor from the Year of the Villain gift, and it's in a lead box. But she doesn't want to show Superman, and Superman's like, "Oh well, why don't you just show me?" Like, because she plans to put it in the newspaper the following day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You," and he says, "Like, you can't show me. Like, you'll tell the world tomorrow, but you can't show me first. And she just like kind of explains it where it's like playing chess with a madman. Uh, there was a reason that Lex gave it to Lois specifically, and he like right now he wants Superman to fly to where he is right now. So Superman's kind of just got to be patient. So wonder what wondering what's in the box. Um, anyway, they like go for a fly together. It's kind of a nice scene uh, to see them kind of just you know Talk. flying together and talking. Superman was also life. looking around for danger in one page, and yeah, you see. Um... Him kind of finding, like, he sees Batman talking to Alfred, seeing Cyborg working on his arm, he sees uh, Shazam walking a lady across the seat, street, sorry. You also see um, Batman Beyond, kind of. It's cut off, but, hello? <laughs> Does that mean Batman yeah. Beyond stays in the regular world after Justice League, after the Justice Doom War? That would be I, cool. I totally did not notice that. Yeah, I just thought that was top. a Batwoman logo, I didn't realize. Wow. Oh, maybe it is. I thought it was Beyond. They're very similar yeah. logos. Yeah, they do. Okay, maybe it is Batman. Never mind. Could be. It could be Batman Beyond, though. Okay. Um. Yeah. Eventually, Superman talks to Lois, and later on the issue, he also talks to Supergirl, and they kind of cut off both these conversations right before Superman's about to ask, like, "What do you think? What would you, what would you think if I reveal my identity to the world?" Yeah, they cut off just before hearing that, and so we get these yeah. two conversations. It seems like before Superman realizes it, his identity, he's going to be asking people about it. Um, I feel like next issue he won't reveal it until the last page, but before yeah. that he'll be talking to Batman about it. Uh, uh-huh. Maybe Wonder Woman too. I would love if he reveals his identity to the some superheroes that don't know he's Superman yet before the public. So, well, you know they're doing the issues where it's going to be two one shots: uh, Superman heroes and Superman villains. So one issue is going to be all the heroes, like fellow heroes of his, reacting to his secret identity, and one oh, issue is going to be yeah. all the villains reacting to his secret identity. So I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think one's written by Matt Fraction and one's written by Greg Rucka, if I'm okay, not mistaken. Cool. Like anyone who's working on the super books right now, uh, Rucka's working on Lois Lane, Fraction's working on Jimmy Olsen. So mm-hmm. okay, makes yeah. sense. Uh, uh, what do you think of the new Krypton scenes? Um, I loved like the way they did like Kara's face lights up when she sees new Krypton because it reminds her of home. Yeah, so Superman and Supergirl they go to Zod's planet and Zod's basically remaking Krypton. But yeah, I like how her face lit up. Um, Zod Last time like we a saw new Krypton was in Hallam Pals, and 
wasn't like Zod running like a slave planet there. So it's nice <laughs> to see that like he's developed, right? Yeah, he was running a slave planet. Just uh, he was forcing people to work to rebuild his dead planet. But now, I mean, we all know Bendis doesn't follow continuity anyway. But like, <laughs> well, I mean, this whole the whole idea of New Krypton came from Howl Bows. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, no, no, I'm saying, but like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm wondering how we went from kind of like a slave planet to like it looks like a really built city now. I think ever since Unity Day, maybe. Yeah. Like John Kent starting Unity Day, where planets need yeah. to be in peace. So it's kind of weird seeing him dress as a farmer, like General Zod. He's got like the red scarf and <laughs> wiping his hands with a yeah. cloth and everything, and he's like. I like it. I do like how he's making a new world, and he he trusts Superman. And when Superman goes there, Superman's first words to Zod were, "It's beautiful, Zod." I'm yeah. overwhelmed. Like, he loves it, so I appreciate that. Yeah, and I I I was laughing because uh, we had that whole episode where I was like making fun of him saying Ursa, my wife. Now in this <laughs> one, he says my wife, Ursa. <laughs> so it's like the reverse. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I thought that was really good. I like the scene, and I like that Supergirl doesn't trust him, and she even says it like, "Well, you know, back on home, you tried to kill us for your whole adult life, so you know it's gonna take a while for me to get used to you, get used to you." And he kind of has like a little smirk to it, so mm-hmm. yeah. But but that's pretty much uh, the issue ends when he's about to tell Kara like that he wants to uh, reveal his identity, but he doesn't actually get to say it. So Superman revealing his identity. Now you're against that correct yeah i'm against the family i don't think it's a good idea i mean one of my favorite issues of superman issues of all time is superman rebirth issue seven and in that is superman lois and john they go to a carnival and superman he's clark kent in that and he's just a regular guy and he stops some robbers really quickly as clark kent like he doesn't put on the suit because Lois wants him to just be like a regular man as they take yeah. their son to his first carnival. And great it's a issue. great issue. And it's like family guy Clark Kent. He's just a regular guy with all this power. And he wants to be Superman, but he loves being Clark Kent. And now we're just kind of throwing that out the window. So. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I'm against it too. But Bendis has said like Clark Kent's going nowhere. You know, like the, you got you don't know what's actually changing with this. So... I'm I'm definitely skeptical, but I'm interested at the same time. Uh, I I think back to the episode of uh, Smallville where Clark reveals his identity to the world, and it ends up like at first it's great because everyone loves him and everyone gives him respect, and then actually everyone ends up hating him, and like groups of anti-heroes, like groups of people who hate heroes, gather around his house, and uh, they they start to hurt his friends to see like you know. Why didn't Superman help me? So it ends up being all wrong. He has to travel back in time using a Legion of Superheroes ring to undo it. So that's where I thought they were going with this for a quick minute because, you know, Bendis was writing the Legion too and the Legion was there. I was like, oh my God, Superman's going to reveal his identity. It's going to go horribly wrong. And John is going to have a a ring to undo it all. And then Bendis was like, nope, it's staying. It's the new status quo. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Apparently, it's but, set to stay for years, too, because he revealed as an entity in Action Comics 252, and he did not go well. So, yeah. that wasn't even that long ago. That was less than 10 years ago, and it's already happening again. So, yeah. I, I don't know. know. I'm, I'm very skeptical. I'm hoping for the best, but very skeptical. I just I don't think it's going to be good. I don't think it's a good idea. I know Ben is saying, oh, well, this opens a lot of doors of stories we could tell. I, I totally get that doesn't have my support i'll read it but it doesn't have my support yeah <laughs> i'll buy it like give me my yeah. g- <laughs> i technically supporting it with my money but take my uh, money <laughs> but no don't do that but take my money <laughs> yeah uh what do you rate this issue uh, it was okay i'll give it like a seven i didn't hate it yeah it's so, it's very okay um i like no, the new krypton scene new krypton scene happened but besides that not much happened yeah, yeah. It really felt like as I'm flipping, I'm like, "What actually happened?" Is this set up for next issue of him revealing the identity? I guess they mm-hmm. don't really want to do too much in this issue. But oh, I don't know. one thing with this issue is that he, for a brief moment, he stops the Star Labs, uh, kind of like a legal Star Labs area, and yeah, Clark says that he got the tip from Young Justice. Bendis keeps saying yeah. that he's like, "Oh, we got the tip from Young Justice. Did you hear about Young Justice? Young Justice is here." 
No, they're not. <laughs> I, I think Ben just likes her. to reference his own books. So he's like, I'm writing Young Justice. And I'm I writing. I appreciate that. I like, and I'm writing this and that. I really do appreciate references and continuity and stuff like that. It's just Young Justice hasn't been on the regular earth at all since becoming Young Justice. So it's yeah. kind of weird. They're just like, oh, you hear about Young Justice? Young Justice is so cool. I got the tip from Young Justice when we haven't seen them interact with anybody on yeah, my guess is just Bendis was like, hey, I write this too. I'm going to reference it. Boom. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's kind of cool. They shine down at Elio Star Labs and he says someone on Young Justice gave him the information. I'm going to guess that's Superboy. Yeah, probably. Superboy is Bendis confirmed this the other day. Um, he's appearing in action very soon. Oh. I forget what he gave an issue number, but I forget what issue number. We both dropped action because, yeah. well, there was a oh. lot of inaction. I'll have to pick that up. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll be interested in con appearance, but yeah. Um, so the next issue we're going to go over is Flash. Uh, this had another one of like the flip covers, but the flip covers connect a little bit, but not really. Not really. Uh, I, I thought the Batman one was the coolest, and I was I wish they were all like that. Well, Batman Outsiders is the coolest. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen that one. You didn't post a, a boomerang video of it. No, Come on, you got to be very away. basic. Uh, if but, it's uh, if you're hearing this, you won't see it. But if you saw this yesterday. Because we're recording on a Wednesday. You might enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so you liked this issue. I don't know. I, I, I didn't did. particularly like this issue. Like, as I'm flipping it, I'm kind of just like, eh. So it's very Captain Cold slash Rogue. Fo- mostly Captain Cold, but a little bit of Rogue focus. Uh, Flash doesn't actually appear until the last page. Um, so the Flash is dead. I- at first, when I started reading this, I was like, did I miss an issue or something? But I was like trying to think, like, wait, what happened in the last issue? Yeah, that okay, that was my one problem. It was like, w- 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 how much time has passed? Yeah, because like now Central City is like wrecked by the rogues. The the rise of the rogues happened apparently. But like in the last issue, they were like just taking down Wallace and Avery. So I feel like something happened between that were just like happened off screen, like could have shown us. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, it doesn't even really say how long has passed. I mean, the Hunter's Almanac just ended. Hunter sat, well, supposedly sacrificed himself, and now it's just like, oh, Central City's destroyed. Huh? What? <laughs> yeah. And the rogues have full control of everything, but uh, Captain Cold is the leader. The Doom symbol's in the, in the okay. sky. They're calling him, like, the king. Uh, he's working with a Dr. Chambers. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice of last name, because, as we all know, Jesse Quick's real last name, Chambers. So I wonder if there's going to be something oh, there. Probably not. Gar- but no, I feel like guaranteed there will be. It's just like if you were going to choose any random last name, you wouldn't choose somebody that already exists in the Flash family, right? Yeah. I mean, so. Williamson knows his Flash. I guarantee yeah. that's on purpose. And we've gotten teases of Jesse Quick and even Johnny Quick in Flash Year One. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Her being named Chambers got me like my ears went up right away. I was like, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the part so, that I really like was when Captain yeah, Cold ahead. went into Central City and there's these people fighting and Captain Cold goes to stop him and you see this big light appear. So I'm like, oh, Flash is coming to save him. Flip the page, it's not Flash, it's Commander Cold. And this is the first time that Commander and Captain Cold are interacting. Yeah. So that's what I really... And the page is beautiful. Like, yeah. it, feel, it feels so realistic in a way, like a movie. Very animated, how... Commander Cole has his gun up and he says, Kid Flash, Avery, go! Run! And he's like telling them to get out of here while he points the gun at Captain Cold who says, ah, the fake. I was hoping we'd meet. And it's very sinister dialogue. I really like it. And then I, I think I know why you like this art so much. Because it's very Green Lantern-y. <laughs> exactly. Rafa Sandoval, you love his constructs. He's drawing like ice constructs here <laughs> yeah, for uh, say, Captain Cold. So. I was going to make a joke like Captain Cold must have an ice lantern ring. Cause, like, all of a sudden it's terrible, hands. terribly corny joke. But yes, he does make like two big ice fists to beat up the Flash. Uh, Commander Cold. Kid Flash. Oh, yeah, Avery Kid Flash and, and Commander. Yeah, I mean, the art is really good here. You have to admit. Oh, I, lo- I love Rafa. I've been on Rafa Sandoval since day one of loving his Flash. Yeah, like he's, it's really good. I don't, I don't mind his Flash, but I love his Rogues, and I love the way he draws ice. So yeah. the ice looks really good. It looks real. It looks cold, and just seeing a uh, Commander Cole versus Captain Cole is really cool. And who wins? Not Captain Cole, unfortunately. 
Which Captain Cold cool. does get knocked down, and then he just starts laughing. He's like, "Yes, I needed this." <laughs> and he then, like, like, he loves the competition, but he's like, "You're using technology that I didn't. You know, I didn't just build it; I mastered it." So, yeah, and he yeah. turns around, and get just wrecked. Commander Cold. Commander Cold becomes a nice pop. Yep. And we, we've uh, JD and I have had this theory for years now that we think Commander Cold is uh, Barry's great, 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 great grandson. Definitely and, related to Barry, and I feel like some way related to Captain Cold. In the original Dastardly Death of the Rogues, they said that to be a, a renegade, you can't be have any relation to any villains. So I think that would be like a perfect jumping point for a story that like Commander Cold made his way as such a great renegade, and he became like the leader of the renegades, only to find out that he actually is related to Captain Cold. So that would be they could good, do something yeah. really cool with this tragedy. Yeah, that would be good. The issue ends with uh, Commander Cole kind of freezing Barry's legs and just taunting him while Barry sits in a frozen prison. Um, the air yeah. was a little weird there. It was kind of hard to see what he froze because I kind of almost think there's teeth there. Oh, it's... Oh! Oh! It's it's Commander Cold. It's Commander Cold's head. Yeah. I didn't, you didn't I know that? Was, no, I thought that was his legs. No, 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 it's his head. It's his legs. I'm like, oh man, it's a trickster all over again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he cut his head off? Possibly. Unless it's some kind of mislead, but possibly. I hope not. I, like I think Commander it's a mislead Cold. because that, that seems like a really quick way to kill off Commander Cold, but it's possible. But Barry's suit is all ripped up in kind of odd places. Uh, yeah. He's got a bit of stubble going on, so he's been here for a bit. And I guess, I assume the Flash family doesn't know he's here, but... Yeah, in, in Captain Cold's Iron Heights prison, he's got a cell for Fuerza, a cell for Steadfast, a stead, uh, cell, for, blah, blah, cell for Trickster. And then uh, Iris uh, had Kid Flash steal um, the mirror from Mirror Master. Mm-hmm. But that's because she thinks this is a mirror dimension right now. She doesn't think this is actually Earth because of the symbol in the sky, but it actually is Earth. So, Oh, that makes sense. That Although if sense. it is a mirror dimension, I feel I feel like that'd be a better explanation as to why the rogues have taken over Central City so quick. Yeah, that would, and how and, and that could explain like Commander Cold's death and all of that. Yeah, that would be good. Oh wow, okay, it probably is a mirror dimension. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you rate the issue? I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it. I think it sets up some cool stuff at the end, but I didn't think the issue itself was that great. So I'm on like six out of ten. Just didn't really enjoy it. Okay, I give it like a eight. 0.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. I mean, the confusion is a little rough, but I'm sure it'll get explained. And just the dialogue on Captain Cold is so good. Like, nice trick using the snow to hide yourself so I won't see you coming. You might be from the future, Commander, but you're still using my tech. Like, I like how cocky he is in the fight. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think Commander Cold's dead. I think this is setting up something. Mirror World would make sense because that Mirror Worlds always cause confusion. Like, the start of Jeff's Flash run is in a Mirror yeah, World. Yeah, so. yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you know, like, no Central City happens, is, like, like Flash is in a jail cell and stuff, so yeah. it could be something like that. It's like, why is the city destroyed? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. On to X-Men? Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to ask if you wanted to do Batman and the Outsiders. Um, It was your pick of the week, so. if you want to No, it was my cover like of the week. Or... Oh, I thought it was your pick of the week, too. No, was, but pick of the week was actually Flash. Oh, okay. Batman the Outsiders, not much happened, really. It was mostly just some um, signals kind of being controlled by Roz. And the Outsiders are just trying to get control of him. It kind of just sets up what happened last time. So, with the annual happening, it's about Katana. She thinks that she could save her husband. So, she the only way to do it is by killing herself with her own sword. So, she ends up doing that. And, uh... Black Lightning is trying to defend her body and trying to get it revived. And every once in a while it does get revived, but it's weak. So uh-huh. it's just, it's a cool idea, but it's kind of hard to explain. So uh-huh. I don't have much to add besides it's a cool story, but I think the next issue wraps up the arc. So next issue I'll fully go over and talk about it more. Okay. But yeah. Cool. X-Men? Yeah, um, not much to say no, about no, X-Men. No, no, um no, no, no. Charles Xavier in another book, I believe it was X Force. Yep. Uh, got an assassination attempt happened on him. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't know that going in. I didn't see it on Instagram or anything. So that threw me off when it was like when I think Cyclops mentions it. I was just like, oh, okay. 
So I guess it really is important. I, I like that in the sense of like all the books connecting is really cool. It really screams continuity to me and I'm glad there's like a central theme going on. But if you don't read all the books and it's just like, oh, I missed out. So I'm going to try to get recaps for the other books when they're happening. I mean, shout out Comic Savior on Instagram. He tends to post all the X-Men stuff. So. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how I saw that. Uh, Professor X was supposedly assassinated but he was shot in the head apparently and he shows his helmet on the ground with a bullet hole in it but we don't actually see the body or anything so and it's issue two I mean, yeah. it's the first issue of X-Force this is the second issue of X-Men Charles is alive I guarantee you yeah but uh, Cyclops teams up with his son and daughter in this issue mm-hmm. and uh, they deal with um, somebody who has to do with like Krakoa um, like she doesn't even like, speak English at first. Yeah, she's like, she actually kind of reminds me of uh, one of the characters from Sandman. Uh, like, she's like all white and has uh, a black logo and like black eyelashes, but that's it. Um, but she like doesn't speak English at first, uh, and to her, English just sounds like humming or no, grunting. grunting. Yeah, but yeah, so and like, to, why are you grunting? Uh, are you in pain? Are you ill? To the Summers family, her language sounds like singing. Yeah, so interesting. Like. Hard Things to of perception, right? Yeah, it's really hard to imagine. But uh, Cable, Kid Cable, sorry, being kind of a dumbass. He, he's decide- like, he reminds me of like uh, Hal in the New Fifty Two. He's like very like cocky right away. Yeah, he's just like, oh, how about we just give her a gift? Like that'll help. And gives her something, and then Cyclops like, I didn't see. What did you give her? He's like, oh, I gave her uh, my thermal grenade. It's my last one. Yeah. And then Scott's like, uh, oh no. And then you see this new mutant press the button and an explosion goes off. She lives. Or he. I think it's a he, actually. Oh, is it? I thought it was a she. It's more of a male body. Long hair still. Uh-huh. But uh, kind of presses the button and an explosion goes off. Then they all start to fight for a little bit before uh, Kid Cable explains, like, I'm sorry. Like, that literally was a gift. Like, I, that wasn't supposed to blow up. I just It was the only thing I had on me. It was shiny. You're kind of your body's kind of shiny, so I figured you'd like it. So stupid. <laughs> yeah, and then this mutant just like, starts speaking English. And it's like uh, I don't understand. Like, does a gift mean something else on your world? So this seems like it's an alien or someone from another dimension. Yeah. The whole the main thing of this issue though is that there's another island with a volcano on it that connects to Krakoa, making Krakoa yeah. a lot bigger. Yeah. So it was called Ar- Arak Coral. That's what the other island was called. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just been kind of turned into Krakoa, making Krakoa bigger. This new alien mutant seems to know Apocalypse, and they tend to talk and hug out at the end, which is a little weird. But yeah, that's kind of how the issue ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting issue. Uh, kind of interesting to see Cyclops team up with his kids, just because you don't think of... Cyclops is somebody who would have like grown kids like that, but then you got to remember like time travel and all that. So. Yeah, it's a lot of time travel involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting issue. Curious to see where it goes. Yeah, I liked it. I gave it like a eight. Yeah. Um, as for an issue I read that Hunter did not, because apparently he dropped the title and I did not know. I'm Detective sorry. Comics. I need is... money. I'm a, I'm no, college. I agree. I'm I'm on the fence about Detective. I read um, a lot I... of comics here, so. Yeah, I I liked Detective, and then I was just like, I don't know. It feels like it's the same meh feeling after every issue. So I'm kind of on the fence about dropping two, and I don't know. We'll see. Maybe another issue or two, and then I'll really decide. It, it's funny. Like I said, I, I'm not worried about picking up these Marvel titles because I've been dropping so many DC titles. It, like, it's sad. Like Young Justice, I think, is next on the chopping block for me. Tech might be on its way out. Action already went out. Like It's crazy. Yeah, I mean... It's just saving up for all these books is a little difficult. And plus, I, I want to add more, too. I love yeah. to read uh, Immortal Hulk. Uh, I want to get into X-Force, to be honest. I wouldn't mind picking up Iron Man 2020. So, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so tech was okay. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much the show because that's all the comics and all the news. A lot of uh, heavy news week this week, but I'm happy to talk about it, talk about the future of comics. Flash 750 has me excited, so 
I talked a little bit a little bit about it on Instagram, but not much. I'll talk about it more in the future when the covers actually come out. But I'm so excited to see some of those covers, like Gary Frank drawing drawing a '50s themed cover. Oh, it just makes me wonder. I'm really excited for that. Definitely. Hopefully, it doesn't delay someday. Doomsday Clock. Oh, oh, I guess it should be finished by then, though. The keyword should be. Uh, yeah, it should be. I mean, we never know. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm really excited for all the news that was announced this week. I mean, I'm not going to be reading the Gwen Stacy book, but I'm looking forward to the Wolverine comic, Winter Soldier, and Fa- or, sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. All the Disney Plus stuff. If you haven't got Disney Plus, uh, hopefully it'll come out soon in your country. If it is out in your country, purchase it. It's well worth the purchase. If you're a Star Wars fan, Mandalorian is incredible. So it's well worth the money plus to get all the Marvel stuff on there. Just very easy access to those things. So. And yeah. and if you already have so I, I a lot of people don't know this, uh, if you already have Hulu without the commercials, you could add Disney Plus and you also get ESPN Plus for like a dollar more. So the bundle very worth it. We already had Hulu in my house, so adding Disney Plus was really easy. So not a lot of people know about the bundle. Really easy to sign up for. Go for it if you already have that. I only on Netflix yeah. and um, I had Amazon Prime. But I only got it for the boys, and I'll be getting it for the boys season two, but that's it. So um, I don't have Amazon Prime anymore. So usually we're streaming services. It's the only one that I really wanted was DC Universe. But according to Jim Lee, it's coming soon. He said that about (laughs) a year and a half ago. So still waiting on that. Like I said, just cut your losses, combine it with HBO Max. You know, HBO Max supposedly isn't coming to Canada either. Yeah, because I'm in Canada. So it's cool having Disney Plus, like a streaming service that's available for me. It was very weird yeah. purchasing because I, I bought it the other day when I was in school. I just used my phone to buy it because I was like, I just want to browse this on my lunch. And because I didn't know what was what was fully on it. And it's it has a lot, like way more than I thought. So I'm really glad I have it. And it's cool. And if you're a Star Wars fan, like Mandalorian is absolutely incredible. So, yeah. yeah. That being yeah. said, uh, that was a hero story. Yeah. So uh, if you enjoyed podcast uh maybe give us a review we got another five star review this week right uh, which is very nice very kind words we appreciate it um they said that uh where they're i believe they said they're a kid and they don't get comics as often like they read flash forward and maybe some of the other ones but they don't get to keep up with everything so we keep them informed so uh, they gave us five stars and they thanked us so thank you don't thank us thank you yeah uh, that was we, by uh dazzling inferno s on apple Podcasts. dazzling inferno s i like it but another five star review helps with the rankings and yeah trying to get ranked in every country that we can we appreciate it it helps us maybe grow bigger one day so mm-hmm. thank you uh for a hero story i'm jd i'm hunter and thanks for being a hero and remember every second is a gift goodbye bye